Good afternoon. It is 25 minutes to 2 o'clock and you're listening to Jade Robran. Thanks so much for joining the program. I hope you're having a lovely afternoon wherever you're tuning in from. It's time for us to get to know our state. And South Australia has a long history as a minerals producer since our colonial days. And the country's first silver mine operated at Glen Osmond. BHP had its start in Adelaide in South Australia. It was a major copper producer in the 19th century through the monster mine at Burra. And we're also, you know, South Australia also continues to play a major role as a supplier of copper, iron ore, uranium and mineral sands. But the state still has more to do to unlock the full potential of our resource endowment. And I'm joined in the studio now by Paul Heatherby. He's the Deputy Chief Executive of the Department of the Premier and Cabinet. Also, Rebecca Knoll, Chief Executive of the South Australia Australian Chamber of Mines and Energy. Good afternoon to you both. Afternoon, Jay. Afternoon, Jay. It's a it's a big industry, isn't it? Do we have many headquarters here in in South Australia? We have uh, we have a, we've got a number of major companies here. Uh, Oz Minerals is probably the the standout sort of South Australian company at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, BHP have a major office here, of course, to run Olympic Dam, and we have a number of uh, oil and gas companies who have their head offices here in South Australia as well. And of course, all create a lot of jobs for the state. They do. The, the mineral sector alone uh, employs more than 10,000 South Australians mm. and generates about uh, four, over $4 billion worth of exports each year to our global partners. So it's a, I think it's around 34% of our overall export uh, yeah, right. load comes from, from minerals, which is really quite uh, something. What is the importance of the mineral resource sector to South Australians? Well, I think it's also, uh, as well as bringing in four billion, over four billion dollars worth of uh, exports to mm. the state, um, it does employ ten thousand uh, people directly, but another sixteen and a half thousand in in the on in, the, in what we call the met sector or the sector that is involved with the industry, but not di- more indirectly. So it has a huge um, employment focus. Um, it brings a lot of revenue to the state, um, and more importantly, it's. Um, it's one of the leading uh, states in uranium and copper, um, and we have significant resources. And what is being done to unlock the full potential of South Australia's mineral resources sector? Well, South Australia has actually been a leader in uh, what we call geoscientific, geoscientific initiatives since mm-hmm. the early 90s, uh, when the state was the first one to... Uh, have a, a complete airborne coverage of the the geophysics of South Australia. So, what we can what we did back then was to fly the state, work out the aeromagnetic pattern of the state, and what what happens is that if there's big ore bodies there, then it distorts the the Earth's magnetic pattern, and people can detect that. And we were the first ones to do it, and then most jurisdictions around the world copied us. And since then, we've been leading the charge in these sorts of initiatives. The most recent one is a thing called the PACE initiative, which stands for the plan for accelerating exploration and uh, that started in 2004 is still going strong right now is being copied by most jurisdictions around South Australia but on top of that we've got a, a copper strategy which was launched in February um, which was backed up by 20 million dollar funding of what we call PACE copper to support new exploration activities and we've also uh, begun work on a magnetite strategy so South Australia is very has abundant resources in copper and also a magnetite and we're doing our best to uh, unlock the value of those two particular commodities. And what about the uh, new award-winning South Australian Drill Core Library? 
I'm glad you mentioned that. The, we've uh, we've definitely got the world's best uh, drill core facility. And mm-hmm. What happens in, in in South Australia and lots of other jurisdictions is that as companies do their work and they drill uh, holes and 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 bring out core, uh, which are samples of the rock underneath, uh, they give the, the, when they finish their their program, they give it to us and we store it in this core facility. Um, now the reason we do that is because it means people don't have to go back and drill the same hole, which is what they have to do in a lot of other countries. And by, and now we've got a whole lot of new technology that wasn't available even ten years ago, that allows us to do. M- multiple analysis, multiple isotope analysis on existing core. So it's much cheaper for companies coming in here to, you know, have a have they've got a theory they can go to the core library and test out their theory before they get to the high cost end of exploration. And what's the government done to make sure that we've got the most, you know, modern ways of mining? We have a uh, we we've, we we have a thing called the Mining Centre of Excellence uh, for mining services, and that's encouraging uh, companies, particularly SMEs, the small small uh, small and medium companies, to to uh, be able to invest in new technologies for the mining sector. And we have at least thirty projects now in that particular program. Uh, ranging from uh, brand new sorts of crushes to automated mining uh, through to big data, uh, big data applications to the mining services sector. So we're we're doing a lot in that space. Uh, the Premier is particularly keen on the mining services sector because because of the broader community impact that that particular area has. And so, what does all of this mean for South Australians then? I think what this means for South Australians is uh, growth and productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, just going back on what Paul talked about before in terms of the copper strategy, the initiatives that the government taking there are in tripling our annual copper production to mm-hmm. about 1 million tonnes by 2013. We hold a significant resource here in South Australia. 68% of Australia's copper reserves are here in South Australia. So being able to exploit those reserves or be able to get on ground is really important to the prosperity of the state. Another really important thing that the government has been doing most recently is a review of the Mining Acts. Um, this is an important piece of legislation for all miners um, and they've taken an approach, a very consultative and collaborative approach to um, review our Mining Act, which is uh, considered to be one of the best, um, and make it even better. Now, you touched on the, the copper strategy there, which would help to, what, elevate Australia into the top three copper producers in the world, which mm. is amazing. That, that would be fantastic for the mm. country. But to achieve this objective, what needs to be done? Well, we need to... There's, there's a few things that we need to do. We need to... Um, make sure the projects that are that are in in sort of the permitting stages and the assessment stages now get to a conclusion. We need to incentivise exploration to find the the other deposits that we know are out there. We know uh, from our our statistical work that you can't have an Olympic dam on its own. There must be more uh, deposits of that sort of scale out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the problem with South Australia is that, that we don't have that much outcrop. So unlike many other places where uh, ore bodies could still be sticking out of the ground. Most of ours are going to be covered, which makes them harder to find, more expensive to find. So we need to keep coming up with new techniques that can sort of do do kind of detect these things remotely, new drilling technologies that allow cheaper and faster drilling to uncover what's locked down there. But we, our, our 
I guess our strategy of getting to a million tonnes uh, per annum of copper is is well thought out. It's, it's, it's an achievable target. But as you say, if we get there, we'll become a world player in the copper, copper world. And what also look at boosting annual exports? Absolutely. Well, that's virtually all exports. And one of the things that... I mean, we have a, we have a big challenge here because the world needs as much copper... In the next 25 years, it needs, the world needs as much copper as we've found in human history. So, in other words, we have to find an Olympic dam virtually every year mm-hmm. uh, to make... To, you know, to, to power... You know, to look after an expanding China, an expanding uh, e- e- European economic community, and particularly with renewables. Renewables demand a lot more copper as part of, the, part of that process. So we're going to need a lot more copper than we've currently produced, and South Australia is the place to find it. And magnetite is also one in demand. Magnetite. Sorry. That's right. Magnetite. We've also got a significant reserve here in South Australia. We've got 14 billion tonnes of magnetite. Uh, last week in the news, of course, there was the approvals for the Iron Road Air, um, Central Air Iron Project, uh, which is a magnetite uh, deposit over on the Air Peninsula. Now, what impact does the mineral resources sector have on regional communities? Um, most of our mines are in regional areas, so they have a, a tremendous boost to uh, to growth and prosperity in those regions. Uh, if we increase the amount of copper production, the amount of magnetite uh, production, we're of course increasing jobs in regional centres. Jobs, growth, health, education, it's all the flow-on effect. That's right. I mean, the, and these days there's... Uh, a move, I guess, back towards uh, um, people residing in the area around mines rather than the... If it's very remote, then the fly-in, fly-out process probably still applies. But in South Australia, we're lucky enough that we can have towns relatively close by or or towns like Roxby Downs, for example, is one of the best mining towns in in Australia. Um, And they because they bring in a lot of... Uh, well-paid people. That means that the football teams, the schools, can be uh, can keep keep on going. The things that are important to regional communities have a whole new. Uh, value proposition brought to bear and because most of the mines in South Australia um, have to be they're long life they have to be to, to be economic which means they're going to be there for 10 15 20 or longer years which is I think good a good background to have in a regional community so what can we expect in the year ahead there's a lot on the plate in the year ahead. Um, quite a number of projects that are seeking uh, seeking approval in the year ahead, which is exciting. Um, we need to um, get better at talking to the community about mm-hmm. what it is that we're doing and the benefit that that has to has to communities. That's always a major role. Um, in the last um, in March, the figures for employment were up um, for the first time in 18 months. We're showing a significant increase in employment in the sector and also the number of jobs advertised in the in in the sector. So we're certainly coming out of what's been considered a flat period, um, so quite exciting times ahead. Yes, and just, just to add to that, we've, mining, mining is a cyclic business and we're definitely coming out of a cycle right now. And usually when, they, when, when, they, when it's been as flat as it has been, the cycle turns up very quickly. So we'll see uh, new copper mines will be coming on the books fairly soon. 
uh, BHP and Billiton are, are investing a lot of money in the southern mine area at uh, at, uh, at Olympic Dam. We talked about the Iron Road Central Air Iron Project, which is a very large project potentially, but other companies like Havilar have got copper and gold resources near Broken Hill. Um, graphite, we've, we have some of the world's high, richest uh, projects in graphite here. And the gold sector keeps ticking away, so Challenger reopened just recently and a new mine at Tarkula has opened up. So on balance it looks pretty good and uh, the, I think uh, we can look forward to rosy days ahead. We can, because, I mean, I'm, the state gets hammered a lot, doesn't it, with you know news reports of the mining industry mm. and all of that, but we've got a lot to look forward to. Yeah, we've certainly got a lot to look forward to. The projects that Paul's mentioned are all significant projects. They're all significant employers, mm. um, and those projects need, our, need community and um, general support yeah. uh, to get up and on, on the go. But they're fantastic projects. Um, they're quite diverse, everything from um, graphite through to through to gold, uh, magnetite. There's a, there's a diversity of commodities in there and all exciting projects. Thank you very much, Paul Heathersay and also Rebecca Knoll for coming in and uh, sharing all that information with us. Exciting times ahead, let's hope. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to take a very short break. You're listening to 5AA with Jade Robrin.